What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. We're back after the 4th of July. Hope you guys all had fun. Hope you guys all stayed safe and distant. But we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. Right off the bat, uh, some of the biggest news probably ever in sports when it comes to a player um, getting a big contract. Fucking Patty Cake Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Goes out, gets himself a 10-year, $503 million extension. The richest contract in sports history. He still had two years left on his current deal, but the Chiefs said, fuck it, we're signing him now. $500 million on the table. Holy shit, did this man get paid. But the question now, was it worth it? We know he just won the Super Bowl. We know he won an MVP. We know he's probably – he's – the best he's if not the best he's a top two three quarterback in the league inarguably what do you guys think yeah i mean it's from a business standpoint of course it's going to be worth it because he alone can keep you competitive uh for any time he's on the field so you have to assume that you know a a decade of straight playoff perform or playoff appearances alone will keep you uh will make that worth it from a monetary standpoint and you you have to they do have two more years of him not getting paid that much money. I think it's like next year it's like two and a half million or two point seven million, and then the year after is like twenty something, twenty five or twenty six million, somewhere around that range. And then the new deal kicks in in the third three years from now. So that'll be it'll be all about them being able to build a team around him uh, with that because that's going to be a huge thirty million dollars less, thirty five million dollars less a year on the salary cap. I mean that's that's two Pro Bowl defensive players or two yeah, Pro almost, Bowl offensive almost players. Almost twenty percent of the salary cap. Yeah, eighteen and a half percent. It was the it matched the it tied Brett Favre for the same exact percentage of the cap amount he was signed to uh, in two thousand one, I believe. Whenever he signed that like lifetime deal or whatever it was. Right, um, and that was only what like six million a year then. It was yeah, like, it was like because the, the cap was the cap was like sixty or sixty-two million something at that time. Uh, now the cap's two hundred million. So, but I remember it was both they were both like eighteen point seven five percent or something of of the total cap. Um, so, I mean, it didn't exactly result in a Super Bowl for the Packers and Brett Favre, but you know who knows I, I, if Mahomes. If Mahomes continues this trajectory, uh, he's going to make Brett Favre look like a, a decent Division II quarterback. We don't know who, how worth it it is, but Mahomes, he's he's already proven that he's different. You know, he's he's doing stuff you don't do at 23, 24 years old. Two seasons at a start as a starter, he's got an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl title. It's pretty impressive, and he's got arguably the best coach in the game outside of Bill Belichick. Great GM. They're they're set up for a while in Kansas City. It'll they'll be competitive the, every minute he's there, but it'll just be about how well they can draft because if they can't consistently draft well every season, at least grab a successful starter, two or three of them every draft, then they're not going to be able to sustain what they're doing because 
with his cap there, you, you're going to be losing three or four starters every year based on just not being able to pay them as much as someone else. Yeah, I mean, this. what does this mean? I mean, to me, the first thing I thought of, other than, wow, what is this, before the numbers came out, that it could be $503 million, is that all right, adios, Chris Jones? We'll give you, you know, we'll give you the sixteen dollars in our in our checking account left for for you. Chris Jones wants twenty plus million. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's been asking for it. I mean, Chris Jones is a great player. Don't get me wrong, great pass rusher. He's had trouble staying healthy, but I mean, you know, this means the end for Chris Jones. I mean, I, I'm hearing he wants a long term extension or he wants to be traded. He might hold out. I'm hearing. So, I mean, that's arguably their best defensive player yeah right there there's a a massive loss already you know yeah so i mean the contract i think it's great because of you know the long term with inflation with the cap eventually it will go up after you know this covid stuff and in the future i think it will be good value by year, year six seven i think you know always when these deals happen it looks it looks bad i know this is such a high monetary amount but you know this is a 10 year deal who knows what what deals are going to look like? The cap is going to look like in five, six, seven years. It's, I could would be two fifty. Could be two seventy-five. You know. Yeah, it could be exponentially more. So I hope he's not a holdout guy. I don't want to hear Chris Jones. In, no, uh, Mahomes. Like I don't want to hear in year six or seven when three quarterback like because the cap's no, gone no, up by fifty million. I don't want to hear him talking about three more. You know, three guys that got paid more than him now. Uh, he wants a new deal. No, Can't you got to see it because. This has been going on for these discussions, as far as I'm concerned, going on for I'm pretty sure months, if not a year or so. Yeah. And you really haven't heard one inkling. You haven't heard one complaint, one anything. You haven't heard. Yeah, if I'm, oh, if I'm the chief. He's the, he's the guy that's going to take the high road. He's going to let his agent take care of it. Everyone wants to get paid. Who doesn't want to get paid? And but he's done it the right way, and he's been rewarded. When you, if you're giving out a 10-year deal like that, if I'm the Chiefs, I got to have a clause in there. Like, if you hold out, not only are you not getting paid, you owe us money that we already paid you. Like, there's no holding it. You need to do something in the contract that prevents a holdout under any circumstance. Because if you're willing to commit a full decade to this guy, you know, what's a normal contract? Four, four five, six years? That's what a standard QB deal is? Yeah, at most. Yeah. So... If you're willing to essentially give him double the standard contract lengthwise and an absurd amount of money, then there should there needs to be some protection against holding out. And it, it's a problem in the NFL. You know, we've talked about it a million times how many people hold out unnecessarily. But teams need to figure out a way, especially when handing out a deal this size, to to protect them from because that's why you do it. You get your pay. You're overpaying now. So you can save a little more money on the back end. You know, that's how it's essentially like a front loaded deal because you expect the cap to go up. To me, I hope there's some protection in there. I'd hate to see Mahomes turn into one of those guys that that uh, fucking holds out, you know, in year six. He's pissed off from what we've seen from him, his attitude, his personality. I mean, he's not a dumb guy. He he went out there and I'm sure he didn't just make this decision when he saw you know, he probably didn't get blinded by the big number. He probably sat down and actually thought about it. At the end of the day, when you're getting on average $45 million a year, you're going to be the highest paid player in the league for the next at least three and four years. And in those back ends, he's probably like, you know what? So what if I'm not? I have been by a mile for the last however many years. And, I mean, 
he what he has a hundred twenty four or hundred thirty seven million dollar injury thing in there. So if he gets injured and can't play, he's still making a, almost one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, still hundred and fifty million, hundred forty yeah. million. Yeah, still his back. his generate three generations from now in his family is set. So it's not like he's getting screwed out of this if he gets hurt or anything. He's gonna make his money. He's a smart guy. I don't. I mean, this could come back and be completely wrong in five or six years. But I don't think that we're gonna have to deal with I that mean, with Patrick Mahomes. change at any people, but I don't yeah. see it changing him. I don't. I yeah, just don't, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. For the record, I don't think he will become that. I don't think he has that personality. And you gotta also think that him, his dad being a professional athlete works to his advantage. He yes. Already, his family knows the business. Yes. He knows what what happens. He knows how these negotiations go. He knows how career arcs go. You know, obviously it was not his dad played baseball, not football, but it's all it's all the same generally uh, when you get into the professional sports world. So I, I, I agree. I think he won't be that, but I'm going to be really mad if he is really. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure one of his game checks is more than his dad made in his entire MLB career. That would make sense. I think I saw something like his dad only made like right around like two million. Patrick Mahomes is going to be making what for a game check? He's going to be getting like. 1.7, 1.8 at least a game. Or, I think more. Yeah, probably more. Yeah. Well, you yeah. figure if no, it breaks 16, down, like they yeah. get paid, they over get paid two million over, yeah, over they get two. paid for. You know, the the, the pays spread out over the whole season. So when it comes to game checks, it's probably right around two. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. Insane. Yeah, he's getting he's signing getting bonus. Two million every fucking week. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Nuts. But I mean, I mean, could, I, I, in my mind, no one deserves it more. I mean, like yeah. you said, as a generational talent, he's probably going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever, if not the best quarterback ever by the time he's done. He's already on that same trajectory that Brady's on. I mean, Brady didn't win an MVP this early, but he had a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl championship. So, And let's face it, the Chiefs are definitely still the favorites to win this year, and they probably will be yeah. for the next two to three years. Like. They're going to be in the conversation every single year. So I mean, Let's he's not going to forget be... he missed what three games this year. Yeah, two and a half yeah. or three games. Yeah. yeah, I think he missed three games. So you know, they made the playoffs. They won the division handily. You know, I think he's going to have a really good bounce back year this year. I'm not saying so he's too. not going to have 50 touchdowns, but like 38, 39 touchdowns. Oh, I'm more more than 38. I'm more than 30. I I would part of me wants to take him somewhat early in fantasy. Part of me does, but the smart part of me says no. Don't do it, Sully. But the, you can't because someone's gonna take him second round like a fucking idiot. I the point for me where I start considering him is where I start considering is 3.06 to 3.08. That's where I start considering him. If he touches the fourth round, I'd immediately get him. Immediately. That that's. Are you are you taking him over Lamar? Uh, well, to your point, Lamar will be taken way before, and I'm not. T- I'm well, I'm surprised I'm surprised if Lamar is not the first quarterback off the board in any draft. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm personally not touching Lamar now because I do think he'll get hurt. Uh, the Madden curse, people could say it's fake, whatever. It's got a long, you know. People say, yeah, oh, I mean, Mahomes, the, the Madden Mahomes. curse didn't have a thing. I mean, well, from a fantasy perspective, it certainly. Be, yeah, I mean, yeah, he missed three of the, you know. He missed almost 25% of the games or 30% of the games if you didn't make the playoffs out of the 13 regular season games. So, 
I'm not touching Lamar. His ADP is like, what, 20th? It's like end of round two. I mean, I, I'm just not. If I could get Lamar in the fourth round, you know, and they're both on the board, we have a decision to make. I mean, yeah, I would consider it, but I just, I don't. Where is it? Where he's going? I just really wouldn't consider. It, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on Lamar this year. What about what about fantasy. Mahomes? Are you, are you thinking about what I'm thinking or no? I'm. I'm just not a. I'm always a, a weight on quarterback yeah, yeah. guy. Same. Um, I'm. Not, I'm not. But. And I'm this really year, not. with everything, I would. Like I would consider going running back like first four rounds this year, because I think there's going to be so many potential losses from COVID that people are going to be out a week, two weeks, three weeks. That if if I have a chance to draft four, if my fourth pick comes around and there's still a number one running back that like isn't in a backfield competition or you know doesn't have doesn't have a, a isn't going to lose carries to anyone a true a true every down back still available and I will take four running backs to start the draft like James like like James Conner yeah if James Conner's available in the fourth round I don't give a he fuck will who's be. on he will be him and Montgomery will be guys like him and Montgomery I know you love I'm taking Montgomery. I'm taking Montgomery over James Conner I'm not even thinking about it see uh, that's a tough one for me because I think James Conner went healthy. I mean, he was a top 10 PPR back even last year when he got injured. I think he was 9 or 11, something like that. Even though he didn't have a great year, quote-unquote, he just is so injury-prone. That's Yeah, the that's, that's a problem. Montgomery has – he's got the carries. You can bake him in for 250 carries, maybe 30 catches, and goal line work. How many, how many running backs can say that? He was RB24 last year. Pretty much as bad as you could be. He was pretty terrible. I mean, the the play calling was bad. He was bad. You know, the the line, everyone was bad, and he's still RB twenty four. But with that said, I don't know how talented he is. He he did three point six yards per carry. That's that's brutal. And I know Bell had a really bad year, but Bell had an even worse situation, worse play caller, worse O line. I I uh, love be on in fantasy this year. I love him in. I love him too in this year with the upgraded line. I I, I definitely love him and I I love him this year. You can you get him in the late. You can get him in the early fourth in some drafts. You can get him in the late third. Yeah, I mean last year I went running back, running back, running back. I drafted Zeke, and uh, in, in our league I drafted Zeke. I drafted uh, who did I draft? You had Chubb. Chubb in the second and. Aaron Jones in the third, and I ended up trading Aaron Jones to Mr. Tommy Buns. Um, did it worked out for me towards the end of the season? Finally worked got out for both of wins. us. Worked out for both yeah. of us. It, it uh, I think it gave me Mixon and Kittle, and then I turned Mixon into something else. I t- I traded Waller to Dave because I got Kittle from you. I traded Waller to Dave for Gallup, if I if I believe. Yeah, it was straight up Waller for yeah. Gallup. Waller was eh, I think I got a little bit of the better of that. Waller Waller didn't have the touchdown. Yeah. I need he still, no. He was still good because you didn't have a tight end. Yeah, good. I needed a tight end more than you needed yeah. a wide receiver. Yeah, it was it was it was a fine trade. And then I traded Mixon for someone. I traded Mixon for Barkley. Oh yeah, at the end of the year. And he went off the first three weeks. To, uh, no, not uh, Ilya's like, why are you starting Barkley? He's terrible. And then he has like 35, 43, 38 points, and then I just blew everyone out in the championship in the last couple rounds. Yeah. I'm I'm huge on Barkley this year. I, I'm taking Barkley number one overall if I have to pick. 
Really? Yeah. I have the um so I did this um we did this three point contest to to choose uh who who goes first in this new league I'm in. And I made six out of fifteen, which I thought was great. And uh we did three at each spot, so I made six. So I got I got tied for second, I lost in the shootout, so I got the third third choice. First kid picked first, second guy picked ninth. I picked, second, I picked the second pick. What do you think of that? I had the choice of second, third, or fourth. I picked the second pick. I think that's the right pick. I mean, that was the right pick. The kid that the thing is, I'm I'm sandwiched in between two kids that are arguably the smartest in the league. That's not a very smart league. That's that's that is true. Who's around you is big. That's tough because I've almost even considered trading with the kid that's in ninth or tenth because the kids at the bottom of the barrel. I don't know them that well, but I know they reach and they're not good at drafting. Um, and, and I don't think I'm going to do it cause I'm confident in myself and they're always going to find value, but ESPN statistics, it's for, for the first six picks in a 12 team league, one through six in order, deliver the highest percentage of winners. So like the number one spot delivers the most winners. Number two spot delivers the second most winners and so on through the first six picks. And then the six through tw- or seven through 12 is all a uh, hodgepodge. I don't remember the order, but it's not in order. But the top six picks deliver like, you know, whoever has the number one pick wins like five percent of the time and like whatever it is. It's a small number, but it's like or 10 percent of the time. But it's higher than ever. It's in order, whatever it is to one through six. Um of who, yeah, who I, I, I think I, I saw that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know I'm coming back for redemption this year in fantasy. Oh, so, Tommy. gonna, gonna, I just, you know, I'm thinking about uh, up in the ante a little bit. You know, I just kind of, I, I, I hustled you guys last yeah, year. Yeah, Tommy's hustling us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did, did we do a buck twenty-five or a buck fifty last year? We did a, we did a buck fifty-five because we wanted to get the trophy, which we haven't oh, gotten yet. Yeah, I gotta order that. We did a buck fifty-five. I think it was a buck fifty, and then everyone threw in five dollars for like the. It would be like a sixty-dollar yeah. trophy. I think yeah. I think I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna check my Venmo right now, because I I think it's a buck. I think it was a buck fifty. It may be. Well, it, it may have been that, and we just took five dollars each to throw it towards the trophy. But I thought it was one fifty-five, with one fifty being thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right, fuckers. We're high rollers over here. 150 for a fantasy league. (laughs) Um, But let's talk a little bit of baseball. So we got a bunch of players, uh, pretty like big name players saying they're not going to play this year. They're opting out. Uh, Probably the most notable in the last couple days was David Price. Pretty surprising to me that he would do that. Oh, no. Uh, Not a good Dodgers pitcher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Sully's saying 125. We did it was 125. 125 okay. So, oh. well, this year 150, or I'm not fucking. This playing. year we're doing anyway. 150. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt uh, Tommy on his tremendous monologue <laughs> that he was about to. But uh, we also. That's why I was, I was, I was, I was finger signing like you know, like a, like like when the politicians do that, they got their uh, their sign language person. That's what it's called, sign language. We digress. Yes. Good job, Sully. Good job. But we also have some other pitchers. We got Mike Leak, who the Diamondbacks decided to bring in instead of keeping Granke. So kind of backfired on them on that one. You also have uh, Felix Hernandez and Nick Markakis on the Braves. Um, We got 
Ryan Zimmerman and uh, Wellington Castillo on the Nationals, uh, Ian Desmond on the Rockies. So not many players, but some you know some notable players saying that they're not gonna play this season. Uh, what do you guys think about that going forward? Do you think this hurts their stock in future seasons when teams are you know when they're looking to sign with teams? Um, some of these guys obviously are pretty talented, so it shouldn't affect them too much. But for a guy like Ian Desmond, what does that do for him going down the line versus a guy like a like a David Price? I mean, I think guys like Price will be fine. It is what it is. But like someone like Felix Hernandez, who has really taken a, a drop off in the last couple of years, and he was really signed to Atlanta. Like this was kind of like his like prove it year, like that he can still be a, a MLB pitcher, you know? If he had, if he went out and had a terrible year, I mean, his career's probably done, you know. This? And this was his chance to play in the playoffs. Yeah, Felix Hernandez. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So, so for someone like that, I mean, if he's at another year out of the league, there's a world where that's the end of his career, you know. Yeah. He, for he, sure. So, that's a big move by him to do that. We'll see if it, you know, if it affects him next year. I mean. If we have, if this somehow carries into next spring, and there's any type of effect on the start of next season, you have to assume that that'll be a major thing. That'll be probably worked into contracts. Like, listen, we're signing you to this deal, but there's no sitting out. Like, that's it. You're not, you're not sitting out. You have to report, or you will have to pay this fine, or you will have to pay us this money, whatever it is. But that that will absolutely be part of the, the discussion when signing free agents next year. You know, won't affect guys like Mookie or whatever. They'll just people love to have him no matter what. But you know, those one year deal guys and the and the you know um, guys that are kind of on the fringe or those filler guys, teams can't afford to sign a fifth starter for one year and then a week before the season he's like, nah, I'm I'm good. Don't really feel safe. That's not an option. You know, not a good luck. It's not a good look. You can't do that. So teams have to protect themselves in some way with those type of players. And I, I would absolutely not I'd completely understand if they did that or there was some clause in the contract that said, you listen, you can't pay. You can't play. If you can't play, you owe us this absurd amount of money. You know, well, this does what I don't know his situation. Does he have any um, what do they call it? Yeah, I don't know if he has. I have no idea about Hernandez's situation. If he has a at-risk family member, if he himself is at risk, I have no idea. And I'm not not because I originally sitting out was like because you hear LeBron. I know we're switching gears, but like LeBron's like I haven't heard anyone that's not going to sit out. We're all on board, so I figured all the Lakers were on board. And then we hear Bradley and then Howard, and Bradley's son Dwight's has a breathing now. issue. Dwight's Dwight, back. Yeah, Dwight's okay. back now. I know that, but. Bradley is still out, and which is a loss for them. That is a loss. Not a huge one, but it's a loss. A 3 and D player. LeBron um, probably called Dwight and was like, boy, if you don't fucking play this year, I will guarantee <laughs> you will not make the fucking any roster next year. Yeah, I 100%. Because I, Dwight didn't have an excuse. If you, you think your ass is hurting now? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Dwight. Yeah. Dwight. But Bradley, his son, I think, is six years old and has a breathing condition. I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe it's really bad asthma. Who knows? But then yeah. I was like, wow, I feel like an asshole for judging him originally. Um, he probably got the best excuse of anyone that I've heard in any sport choosing to sit out. 
Who? Bradley. Oh, yeah, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't hear. Yeah, yeah I mean, like your six-year-old son has a breathing issue. I mean, that yeah. end of conversation. You can't, you can't debate that. I mean. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're never playing again over playing and risking that. Yeah, so. Let alone. Yeah, I just felt bad. I remember hearing that. I go, I'm the biggest asshole on the planet right now. This poor guy is just, you know, Bradley just hardworking, 3 and D, one of the best perimeter defenders statistically. Oh, literally. yeah. It's, you know, it's For Beverly, too, it's him, it's Alex good. Caruso. He's on the list. I don't know if you guys knew that. Alex Caruso is like top five perimeter defender. Like, or his field goal percentage against, that's that's what it is. I mean, it's not DRPM, which is another metric. But using that metric, it's Beverly, Bradley, and then Caruso is third or fourth. And I'm like, wow. Alex yeah, Caruso. Yeah, that's crazy. Caruso I mean, has some it factor about him. I, I don't know. People just, love Caruso. Yeah, I mean, how do you not love LeBron a goofy guy like Caruso. that? He's like, the, he goes, what's up? He calls him Goat. He calls him Goat. He goes, what's up, Goat? Yeah, he's like the Ron Baker of the Lakers. Yeah, just, that's like, yeah. like he was on SVP one day, and he goes, yeah, he goes, LeBron. He goes, I'm just a really normal guy. I do very normal things. I don't really have anything crazy for you. But LeBron calls me the GOAT when he sees me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, like, well, you see LeBron, this physical specimen calling, you know, a little 6'4", six, 6'5", six, white guy that, you know, you know, wasn't balding. anything special at A&M, calling him the GOAT. It's just funny. Yeah, the, um, I mean, aside from Bradley, there's a few other players. So, we have Cephalosha on the Rockets. We got Oladipo. Um, obviously, the Nets, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um uh wilson chandler so i mean three players right there from their rotation that aren't going to be playing so the nets are pretty much shot uh you got willie collie stein on the mavs um we talked about avery bradley um and then trevor ariza on the blazers um i mean this that that hurts all all of those losing all of those guys hurts none of those guys are someone that doesn't make a difference on those teams Maybe DeAndre Jordan is one that you can make a case for that doesn't really make a difference on his team. But other than that, it's the whole that team is on is gone. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I mean. Yeah, that is a whole hurts. But like individually, all those players hurt. You know what I mean? If it was yeah, just one no, of those yeah. players, the thing it with hurts. me though is I don't. I, so I know we're. I guess I'm being picky, but like Bradley Beal has a shoulder injury, quote unquote, and he'll be sitting out. And I know the Wizards probably weren't even gonna. You know, they were within a half game to get the play in for the eight seed because they'd be the nine seed. So technically, they would have a chance to get that eight seed. And, you know, if they beat them two out of, in two out of two games. So but Bradley Bill, you've been off for three months. I don't want to hear about your shoulder. You were playing every day before this. If you don't want to play from COVID, you don't want to play. I get yeah, it. What, ha- what happened in three months while sitting at home? Bradley Bill, you're a baller. You balled out. You don't have a great team. You're putting up second leading score in the league, some people don't know, behind James Harden. I have a lot of respect for Beal, the numbers he's putting up on a shit team. Just say, I don't want to fucking play. I don't care, dude. But your shoulder's been, you've had 100 days. You've had, what, 90 days, 100 days to nurse the shoulder. Oh, my shoulder. I mean, if you're not getting shoulder surgery, don't say it's the shoulder. Oh, it won't require surgery. You don't say it won't require surgery. Shocking development. Yeah, what a a surprise. The most, the most interesting thing I think about this, um, especially with the Nets now, so they're only a game and a half. They're only actually half a game up on Orlando, 
and they're only they're six games up on the Wizards, but they're playing eight games. The Nets without those three guys could lose all eight of those yeah, games. Yeah, the Nets the Nets could very easily go 0 and 8. And you look at Washington, Washington goes 4 and 4, they definitely slide in right there. It's like it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that um I mean Orlando pretty much that secures them the 7 seed. That's as high as they can go in that amount of games unless Philly fucking blows it or Indiana blows it. And without uh Oladipo, Indiana might blow it. So well, it's I don't know. Be Oladipo is so bad, and that the Pacers were worse without him. And I know it's a small sample size, I believe, 15, 16 games, but the Pacers were actually playing better without Oladipo. And I know Oladipo is a very, very good player um, when he's healthy, and you know maybe it was rust, but they were actually playing better without him. Um, you know Sabonis was getting more shots. You know Brogdon was having a have a re- having a really good year for them. Uh, you know, his assist numbers were, were really high. You know, they have uh, Miles Turner. You know, they, they have they have good pieces. They're a surprising team. And then you sometimes it's like, oh, you figure you get Oladipo, you'll be great. And they really weren't. So, I mean, Indiana's not a sexy team, though. You know, I mean, everyone likes teams like the, the Heat or the Sixers or the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, we all would take one of those teams over the Pacers in a series. For yeah, whatever reason, definitely, you know? definitely. I think I'll tell you. I think the Celtics are going to be a problem. I know, obviously, I'm fucking biased, but man, oh man, I think it, they're going to come back fresh. You're going to have a really fresh Hayward, Tatum, Brown. I, I think they're going to be a problem if they can get into the uh, get into that conference final. They they they've got a real chance. I yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean, we talked before in the chat with Tatum. Tatum's just a monster. I mean. Jalen Brown yeah. and Tatum are on different levels. Jalen Brown is turned into a bit, little bit nicer probably than I expected after his rookie year. Um, and he's, he's just very a, physically gifted. He's like he's a yeah. very physical attack the rim type player. Yeah, he's where he like, Tatum is a pure shooting guard, mm-hmm. and he's filthy. He's like kind of like what we thought Brandon Ingram would be coming out. Yeah, you know, yeah. similar physique. I mean, a little physically more built. But, I mean, Ingram really had a great year towards the end. I mean, this year, he really, I mean, he's putting up 24, 25, 26 a game. Ingram really balled out this year. Um, so he definitely got to give him props. But, but like, Tatum is on another level. I mean, even though, you know, like I said, Tatum, I think Dark Horse win MVP if the Celtics are a legit contender next year. If they're, you know, a top one or two seed and winning 55, 60 games, yeah, I think Tatum could definitely pose really good value. Um, he just, like, like D said, he, you know, he's kind of like a poor man's Durant right now, the way he's developing and he's getting stronger too. And, you know, can handle yeah, what was, the um, what, what was that that got sent in the group today? I actually, I retweeted it. Hold on. Let me look. It's it's pretty, pretty crazy stat. Honestly, when you think about it, let's see, it said, so it was the, um, Number of games to reach 3,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 153 pointers made before the age of 22. So it took LeBron 266 games. It took Kobe 266 games. It took Durant 239 games. And it only took Jason Tatum 209 games. That's pretty fucking crazy. When you're talking about a guy coming in, that's pretty crazy to do it 
almost 60 games quicker than Kobe and LeBron and do it 30 games better than Durant, you're, you're looking to shape up and have, you know, be a top five player in the league, undoubtedly. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's got Obviously, a really I'm high, How old is I'm he? How old is he right now? Uh, 22, or he just turned 20, or he's about to turn. Wait, let me see, because he's actually, he's way younger than me, I think, because he came in at 19. He is... Yeah, he, he turned. He turned twenty. He turned twenty-two on March third. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And that was. It's the best because we just fleeced the Sixers on that deal, trading um, down from number one to number three because they thought we were going to take Fultz when all along we were taking Tatum. Yeah, that was quite the. <laughs> so we fucking Dan, dealing Danny just fleecing another franchise. So it's such a it's such a bad stain on the Sixers. I know it's not as bad as yeah. the Nets, the KG. Because they accumulated so much talent, even without. I mean, they were bad for so many years. They had so many picks; they only hit on probably half. But um, not even two at, out of two out of six. And you look at the Celtics; they, hit they on ended who? up they hit on Simmons. They Simmons hit on Embiid. There wasn't another one. I mean, I guess if you want to consider Nerlens Noel a hit. But yeah. No, that's not it. That's definitely he, not it. And you, you look at the Celtics through the draft in the past uh, five years. We ended up with Marcus Smart still on the team, one of the best defenders in the Eastern Conference, if not the league. You have uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We got um, – what's his name? The big center um, who was fucking late for his intro call and everything. Robert but he's Williams. pretty good. Yeah, he's ended up being all right. He's still developing. I think he could still – he could be part of this team for the next few years, you know, see how what he turns into. So, I mean, the, they ended up turning all those draft picks into something pretty special. So, gotta gotta love Danny Ainge. Oh yeah, fleecing Danny, fleecing Danny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you guys have anything else? I think we pretty much covered it all for this week. Yeah, I mean, slow week, but you know, I think still that's plenty it. to talk about. Yeah. yeah, we all always right. find a way. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Go follow us on all the socials, at BleacherFan, at BleacherBanter. Uh, go to BleacherFan.com. Check out the store. Look at all the great merch that we have there. We have BleacherFan merch. We have team-centric merch. A lot of funny shirts, shit like that. Go check it out. Uh, support us so we can keep doing this. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode.